Hey everyone, welcome to The Huddle. It is great to spend some time with you today. And I have a guest today whose name is Donna Morris. And I wanna tell you a bit about Donna, but I'm gonna save most of that for, for her to talk about. But Walmart has, is fortunate to have Donna as the Chief People Officer for the Enterprise, which means she's got responsibility for HR functions in the US and, and around the world. And what's, what's interesting about Donna is Donna joined in February of 2020 and, and Donna, I can't imagine what that must have been like. We've talked about it a few times, but you, uh, you, you decided to, to come to us after a long career in, in Silicon Valley. You starred, and then four weeks later, the pandemic began. And, <laughs> and then the two of us and a few others spent weekends and evenings in the Emergency Operations Command Center just trying to figure out how to sort out policies and what to do and what to change. And You've just been a fantastic partner and, and helped us so much last year. So first of all, thank you for all that. And oh, uh, thank you. So glad you're here and love to talk a bit about, about your background. And, and, you know, first I'd like to say, how was your first 100 days? Because anyone who takes a new job, like whether it's the president of the country or some other job, you think about your first 100 days. I don't know if you remember your first 100 days, but if you do, what was it like? You know, it was, it was absolutely not what I thought the first 100 days would be, but I have to start by saying, John, that I came to Walmart because I was really inspired by the purpose and the values and the people that I had a chance to meet. And as challenging as the first 100 days um, were by virtue of COVID and then shortly thereafter the civil unrest, it underscored the exact reason why I wanted to come to the company. We have incredible, incredible people who really want to make an impact on our customers and our communities. And we did that. And, um, you know, in some funny way, it was a catalyst to build relationships really quickly. And so to it, to an extent, I'm thankful for that. I'm not very good with directions. And so I remember that the second weekend that I was here going to the EOC, first off, even not even knowing what that acronym stood for. Then I understood that it was the Emergency Operations Center and getting there and just actually being really surprised by our ability to see what was going on across our operations. Um, but most profound was how we were all coming together to really help people because the pandemic had started and we clearly were concerned about the impact and the well-being of all of our associates. Yeah, and, and that was really what struck me is right away you just dove in and got right to work on what is it we were going to do and what should we change and it led to changes in the leave policy the hours that we were open in 5,000 communities and and all sorts of things from PPE to screens that we call sneeze guards and it, anyway just the list went on and on and we had to move quickly and and it was a just a really interesting time uh, to do that. And, and, you know, for many people who have, have been in leadership positions and, and you are fortunate enough to see great leaders in action, you watch, they just put themselves aside and move on and, and just think about what does we have to do for, for our team and our team, you know, they provided such essential roles in so many communities. They were the source of where you could get food in some cases or the only case and exactly. restaurants were closing and your team and, and, and some people on your team uh, changed our, our hiring process from a few weeks to a few hours where people who had been furloughed or, or laid off could, could get a job same day and get to work and, 
you know, I think it was the numbers, like a half a million people did that. You know, the amazing thing was we hired over 500,000 associates in this period of time to actually support our customers and our communities. And so it helped a lot of people get by and many stayed and, and many, um, which you know, were happy got to go back to where, the place they were before this started. And we could we could be a part of a gap. Um, I did want to just though talk about um, and not define everything that you've done um, just right off by the pandemic. Even though um, it, it did take up so much of the time, love to hear a bit about your career and how you started and 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 what got you to hit to this point before you you made the jump over. You know, I was reflecting upon um, the journey that I've been on recently, and. Um, you know, I'll roll it right back. I mean, I've had a job since I was 13 years old. I worked at a local dry cleaners. And uh, from there, I went to a big drugstore chain in Canada called Shoppers Drug Mart. And I really liked customer service. And to me, I didn't even know what human resources was. I went to uh, the university in my, my city, my I remember vividly getting my acceptance letters and I really wanted to go to two schools. They were both outside my city. And when I brought the letters to my father, he was like, well, where's your bank book? And that's, I'm dating myself. This is when you actually had a bank book and you would go to a bank and, and they would, you know, you'd be able to see your deposits and your withdrawals. No, um, long story short, I didn't have enough money to pay to go away to school. So I stayed at home and I went to the local university, which was called Carleton University. And I did that because I could still work my part-time job at Shoppers Drug Mart. And it was in my second year of university that I applied for all kinds of summer jobs. We called them internships. And I got an opportunity to work in human resources. And I really didn't know what it was other than you know, they were looking at my experiences and said, wow, you worked for more than half of your life. And I was very young at that time. And why was that? It was like, I like to, to work with people. I like to provide service. And I got into human resources. And from there, to me, it's always been a journey of how do I impact the business? How do I impact people? And so I actually started back at the city of Ottawa when I graduated, I took political science. So um, that was my major and clearly I'm not in politics, but some days this job feels like I should be. And um, I ended up working for the city across different HR domains. And then I worked for a big uh, communications company called Rogers, which sort of like the Comcast of Canada, it's mobile and cable and publishing um, television, etc. And then I got a call back to do compensation, made a move and went back to the city. And then I got into technology and I've been in technology for a really long time. Like, I don't even want to give you the year, John, because it's going to freak out a lot of your associates that weren't even born. Um, but think of it as the start of search. Think of it before even Google, when it was Yahoo. And I worked for a tech company that was basically a search engine retrieval. So searching documents and, uh, and that led me down a path of working in tech companies and eventually brought me to California and to the U.S. So an interesting point, probably some people know that know you, but others don't is you did immigrate to the U.S. So what, what was it like? And when you made the decision, what, what did it feel like to decide, okay, that's it, I'm going. 
You know, it's really interesting because when we moved to California, I worked for a, a tech company that was bought by Adobe and we even positioned it to my family and to my husband's family. Like we're going for three years, we'll be back. Our son was starting uh, school at the time and everybody was like, well, we're going to miss Kyle. It was like, they weren't going to miss us. But long story short, those three years, you know, kept on moving and like perhaps a number of our associates, I ended up having my green card, which is a really big deal. And being from Canada, I, I got my green card much faster than, um, you know, individuals from countries like India or China that wait so much longer. So I really sympathize. But I had the opportunity to become an American citizen in 2012. And I decided I was in a country that had really given me incredible opportunities. And I wanted to be really proud to have the opportunity to vote and to fully participate. I was already paying taxes. And so I became American and I'm, I'm really proud to be American. And I'm equally as proud that I came from Canada. And, and I think like many immigrants, I, um, I really view it as the opportunity to have the American dream. And I think, John, I didn't realize that my American dream was different until I learned more about racial equity. And that's when it struck me that I, my dream was much easier than others that had lived in this country and had rights to be part of this country so long before I, um, I did. So it's been a great journey. And one of the events, obviously, that, that uh, occurred early in your tenure, you joined in February, and then just a few months later was, was the killing of George Floyd in, in Minneapolis. And, and, you know, immediately, um, I think we all started to recognize the gravity of, of what happened there. But then a lot of the people on our team, because of work that you and others have done with, with some training and development or, or learning about, you know, including me, I think we all continue to learn, you know, how far back these issues goes and some, you know, years and decades and, and way beyond. So, you know, love to hear about, um, you know, how that how that event changed, at least for now, the the court, probably the course and trajectory of the work you've been doing at Walmart since you joined. I believe the company long before I joined um, was set on the foundation of values where we firmly believe that people make the difference. I think the tragic murder of George Floyd underscored that there were such differences in the experience between those that were black and African-American and um, others in this country and that there was a need for racial equity. I'm really proud of what we've done as a company. We stood up the four shared value networks and for everyone they're focused on criminal justice, education, financial and healthcare systems. And we're really trying to drive change. We stood up the racial equity center to actually look at areas where we can try to drive improvement in our communities. And then further inside Walmart, we've developed curriculum and it's still widely available. So I encourage any associates interested in learning more about racial equity to tap into Learn and to find out more about the history of race in our country. And then finally, John, um, in the summer, I reached out to McKinsey. They do a, a really great job studying women in the workplace. And we decided to partner with McKinsey on a first of its type study, which is all about Black and African Americans um, in this country. And we really do believe that Walmart 
can become even better if we're more inclusive. And, and that's what I hope to be one of, you know, one of my legacies when I leave is that we've got phenomenal talent practices, allow people to grow, and that people really view that Walmart is an opportunity for everyone. And just before I got in this, got get the opportunity to do this, I was with, with one of our teams and they were explaining Generation Alpha, which are children born between 2010 and 2025. And it, it is and will be the most diverse generation in the history of the country. So it's just imperative that, that we have opportunities for everyone and, and the very best people in a company like this that really operates as a meritocracy where the very best people have the opportunity to do and be anything they want to be. And that's what it's going to take to be competitive and, and have a successful business. Absolutely. And I mean, it's exciting when you say that because those are our customers and there are customers that have different needs and desires. And how do we make sure that we meet their expectations of us as a company? I have kids that were born previous to that. So I'm, I won't go on all the dates either, but, but kids ranging from 15 to 22. And I've, I've seen the difference in kids who started that weren't digitally native and some that became that way just a few years in. But this is a generation that basically grew up with a device and learned to send emojis before they could read or before they can write. So it's going to have an effect on the way they think, but you know, it's going to be a group that's very idealistic and very principled and, and really lives with a sense of purpose different than maybe even, you know, in a good way, even more than generations before. So no doubt it's going to change our customer base. It's going to change the workforce and it's going to have big impacts on us as, as we move forward. Um, Donna, it is, Fantastic to spend time with you and fantastic that you're here. And I think I'm just, you know, close by saying that leadership here, like other places, is there's so much of of what we do that when when we have people who are altruistic and work on behalf of others, make a big difference. You've done that. So just anything you want to close with, I'd just like to give you that opportunity and we'll wrap it up from there. I just actually want to to wrap, John, first, thank you so much. I I have so enjoyed the opportunity to partner with you and your teams, but I'm inspired by our front line. I mean, it's big reason why I'm here at Walmart is because of our people and frankly, the digital journey that we're on. And so I'm excited uh, in the months ahead. I'm, I'm now vaccinated. I made that decision and um, I'm going to be getting out there and being in more stores and DCs and FCs and I look forward to meeting the team, but I want to thank them for their continued service, um, their receptivity to change. We've rolled out teaming. We've got devices in hands of associates, and they're adjusting to all these changes. So I just want to thank all of your team, starting with you and your leadership. Very good. Thanks, Donna. And I'm sure the field will be happy to see more of you. Thanks, everyone. I appreciate you taking the time to, to watch and listen.